Hi, Physionic. If you're watching this on the actual video, then you might recognize the background behind me. That background is the background that I had behind me for the longest time uh, before I moved to uh, Baltimore for uh, graduate school, medical school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so, what I'd like to talk about today is talking about something that to be completely honest, I think just about no one talks about. And you may, you, you probably know that your body, your cells can use sugar as energy. They can also use fat as energy. And that seems to be the only two things that your body can use, that your cells can use. And in reality, that's not the case. Some people might throw in there, they may be aware of like ketones, and uh, that is certainly incorporated in that. So different substrates that your cells can use for energy, and that's what our metabolism is based off of. Uh, so our metabolism is based off of different substrates that it pulls out of the bloodstream. And then it goes, those substrates go through a bunch of different chemical reactions, glycolysis, beta-oxidation, um, ketolysis, things of that nature. And the thing is, however, that it's not just limited to those two or three. So we often limit it to those two or three. And I think that for the most part, it's because people aren't educated on the topic. Uh, but there are more substrates than just those two or three. So there's blood sugar or sugar or glucose. Then there's fatty acids, which are fat, lipids, and then we have uh, ketones. So those are kind of the big three that people talk about. But when a good example of something different is lactate, you may have heard of lactic acid. So when you're exercising, you have this burning sensation that occurs in your musculature. That is, although debatably in, in the literature, uh, that is usually attributed to the buildup of lactic acid. Really, it's a buildup of what's called hydrogen, hydrogen ions, which lower the pH in our musculature and therefore make it acidic. And that is, of course, painful. And some of that is contributed by lactic acid. So as blood sugar enters the cell as sugar, it goes through glycolysis, a bunch of chemical reactions essentially. And then at the very bottom of glycolysis, the very bottom of all these chemical reactions, it spits out either pyruvate, which is when oxygen is available, like you're, you're consuming enough oxygen to convert it to pyruvate or, and to use it as pyruvate, or uh, your cells will convert it to lactate lactic acid for the briefest of milliseconds, and then it will spontaneously separate into lac the lactate molecule and hydrogen. So it's actually the hydrogen that causes that pain that you experience, uh, along with other hydrogen reactions, but that's not the point of this particular piece of content. So lactate Nobody, nobody usually asks what happens to lactate. Uh, lactate doesn't just disappear. Uh, your cells actually export it. 
So just like uh, the economy, importing and exporting. So they export this lactate. They eject it out of themselves. And the lactate molecule does not, again, lead to any sort of drop in pH. So that lactate molecule will actually go through your bloodstream and end up in your liver. And in your liver, it is then reconverted back to glucose. So that is a mechanism that our body uses to not only recycle, but it's just a different style of producing energy. And not only that, uh, lactate can also go to the heart, and the heart can use lactate uh, for energy. So there are a series of different mechanisms, and this is just one example, but it's certainly one that not very many people talk about. Uh, this, this reaction, this system, this physiological occurrence is called the Cori cycle. The Cori cycle is this illustration of lactate leaving whatever cell it comes from, let's say a muscle cell, and then it will go to the liver and then be converted back to glucose. Then once it's in glucose form, it's then ejected or exported out of the liver back into the bloodstream for the, for the muscle to then reuse that glucose molecule for energy. Uh, so it's a highly efficient process within a biological system that we possess. And that's a really cool thing. Uh, beyond that, other examples are like amino acids. So particular amino acids that make up our proteins that we consume, some of them will turn into ketones, like leucine, I think is one of those not only does it have a protein synthetic effect, a str the strongest protein synthetic effect in terms of growth, but it can also be used for a metabolic substrate to uh, create ketone bodies to be then removed out of the liver and circulate into the bloodstream. Uh, we have other amino acids as well, and I, I think uh, valine, but don't quote me on that specifically, but other amino acids that are gluconeogenic so they can be converted from an amino acid to a glucose molecule. So the point being that there's a lot of different substrates. It's not just a balance between fat and blood sugar. There's a lot more going on than just those two, but your body is extremely good at this interplay between these different substrates to eventually lead to them entering the cell and then creating the end product. The, the final end product is ATP, adenosine triphosphate. And then all the different cellular, the biological, the biochemical reactions that occur in our body are then driven by this ATP uh, generation. So these substrates come in many different forms, but the end product is almost always, I'm going to say always in this context, just because I don't want to go to any more depth with this, but uh, always then ends up as ATP for our cells to use the cellular currency of the cell. Anyways, hopefully you found that a bit informative. Hopefully you have an idea now that there's more going on than just the two or three that people talk about. Uh, and that things are certainly more complex than they seem, uh, but it will in a physiological system. And with that said, I hope you have a wonderful day. Have a good one. Bye.